Hi there, I'm Sue Alves from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 115. And today I want to talk about learning from life. This is another episode in my blog post story series. Yes, I am recording a series of shorter podcasts while I am working on my unschooling book. These stories are from the archive of my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. I have been reading out some stories and then discussing them afterwards, and I hope you have been enjoying them. Last week, I was talking about strewing, how sometimes life feels a little bit flat And when that happens, it's a good time to go and look for a few resources that we can strew in front of our children, enrich their environments, maybe capture their imaginations with some new ideas, some new thoughts, some new experiences, some resources. And at the end of that podcast, episode 114, I was saying that there are times when we don't need to strew. Life is interesting enough just on its own. It is very rich. Our children learn a lot just by living life. We don't have to go looking for anything extra. And maybe sometimes life is a little bit too interesting, like there might be a bushfire burning on your doorstep. And this is what happened a few years ago. The bushfire led to a story called Learning from Life. I wrote this story four years ago. So I am going to start with the story and then, if anything occurs to me, I shall talk about it afterwards. Learning from life. Today I'm tired. I don't feel like strewing. I don't feel like discussing or watching or listening. I don't feel excited or enthusiastic. My children feel the same way. We've been living with an out-of-control fire on our doorstep for the past five days. And yes, we are all tired. Normally, I have loads of learning experiences to record in my dreaded records book at the end of each day, despite our unstructured, relaxed lifestyle. The girls are eager to learn. They find plenty to get involved with. I share with them. They share with me. But today... I am sure we will have no learning experiences whatsoever to record. Today's record page will remain blank. Just right school closed due to bushfire, suggests my daughter Imogen. The local village school has been closed today. We smile. Our school never closes. But the education department doesn't know that. Today our school is closed too. That sounds good for the official records. Our school never closes. We learn from life, and life never stops. The girls like to say that the only way anyone can prevent themselves from learning is to sit inside a cardboard box. And even then, they'll learn that it's very boring sitting there doing nothing. There's loads you can write in your records book, Mum, says Charlotte. We've learnt heaps recently. We know all about bushfires and how to fight them. And how to prepare a house for a fire, adds Sophie. We know about winds and hot temperatures and evacuation, says Gemma Rose. We've seen fire trucks and watched a water-bombing helicopter being filled with water. 
and then seen them in action, says Imogen. Firefighters visit schools to talk to the kids about bushfire safety, says Charlotte. We've talked to firefighters on our own street lots of times in the past few days. You could write down we've had visiting firefighters come to talk to us. I think of all the tired firefighters who are working a stone's throw away from our house. There's one person on continual duty at a water tanker, which we can see from our house. He refills the truck water tanks as they reappear out of the bush. While he's waiting for another truck to arrive, he's quite happy to talk to us about the bushfire fighting operation. We've seen big earth-moving equipment too. The girls haven't yet finished, so we all know about making fire breaks. Oh yes, back-burning as well. And what about those firefighters who are dropped by parachute into the thick of the bush, armed with a shovel so that they can make fire breaks by hand? These R-A-F-T fighters seem so remarkable to us. We've looked at maps and watched reports. My list of learning experiences is getting longer and longer. Last Friday, we evacuated our house for a few hours when conditions seemed very poor. We packed the three cats into their carriers and placed the guinea pig into a box. We loaded the van with a few things we want to save if our house does burn down and then we headed to town where it is safe. We spent the afternoon in a park by the lake. Do you think we could describe our evacuation to town as a field trip? I ask. We gave verbal reports of the fire to other people. We discussed past fires. We talked about how fires start and what we can do to minimize the possibility of them starting. I scribble fast. My page is overflowing. Life has certainly taught us a lot this week, and not all of it is concerned with facts. We've also learned about courage and community spirit and the extraordinary generosity of family and friends. But today, we are tired. I think it would be quite okay if we all sat and did absolutely nothing for the whole of today, I announce. Later, I notice someone at a computer, and someone else is putting together a jigsaw. One of my daughters is in the middle of a complicated game, and another is reading. I suspect that even while they're doing absolutely nothing, they are still doing a whole heap of learning. The girls are right. There is just no way to prevent learning. It happens, just like life. As you can see, we learnt a lot from that bushfire. When we sat down and thought about what we could write in our records books, it didn't take us very long to come up with all kinds of things. I think that's the problem when we are registered homeschoolers. We have to keep records of what our children are learning. But there are some times when the records book is the thing that is furthest from our minds. We don't want to think about homeschool records. We have much more important things to focus our attention on. Yes, we could have written down, school is closed due to the bushfire. We could have copied the village school. That would have been acceptable. But instead, we thought about all the things that we were learning and chose to take the time to write them all down in the records book. In the records book, I said, 
Normally, I have loads of learning experiences to record in my dreaded records book. Well, that was my exercise book at a time when record keeping was a big chore. Later, you might know, I discovered Evernote, and I have been enjoying recording unschooling in an Evernote notebook. Yes, Evernote showcases unschooling very well. I have written a lot of blog posts about that and also made a number of podcasts as well. And also I have made a series of videos about Evernote, how we can use it while we are unschooling. My second story on this topic is called Homeschooling in a Crisis. Homeschooling as in registered homeschoolers. Because I think that we'd be much more relaxed if we didn't have to look for things to put in the homeschool records book. We'd probably be happy just to go with the flow, to be relaxed about the whole thing. But when we do have difficult times, and maybe those difficult times go on for quite some time, we might start to worry about the homeschool records book. We might also start to worry about the usual things that we do with our children. Will they get behind? Of course, there's no such thing as getting behind. But maybe that idea has been ingrained in us. And maybe also we just yearn for ordinary life again. And that is exactly how I was feeling at the time of writing this blog post. I think it follows on from the other story that I just read you. So here we go. Homeschooling in a crisis. So what have we got planned for today, Mum? Sophie asks me. Well, nothing really, I reply. We can't go anywhere because of the bushfire. But I guess I don't have to keep such a close eye on the fire updates. I could read to you, or we could watch your DVD together. Sophie smiles. Doing something together? That sounds good. We've been living next to a huge bushfire for eight days now. Life has not been normal for all that time. You could say we've been experiencing a bit of a crisis. I've hardly done anything with the girls all week. It's hard to concentrate on unschooling when there's the possibility we might have to evacuate our house at any moment. We're all longing for life to return to normal. We want to watch and listen and discuss and enjoy our days together once more. But despite us not having had much interaction this week, I'm sure the girls have learnt just as much, or even more, than they usually do. When life is normal, I do a lot of stirring to enrich my children's environment, but I haven't done any of that for days. Does that worry me? No, it hasn't been necessary. How much more enriched can our life get at the moment? We've had firefighters and fire trucks in our street. Helicopters have flown overhead. We've watched fire reports and discussed our fire survival plan. Life cannot get any more exciting and interesting. So I don't feel bad about not strewing. I don't even feel bad about spending so much time on my computer. My eyes stuck to the fire updates. My girls haven't sat on the sofa with blank looks on their faces, waiting for me to appear and tell them what to do. No, they have found loads of things to do on their own. They're used to directing their own learning. Yes, lots has been going on despite life being difficult. I remember another difficult time in our life. I remember when our son Thomas died. He lived for only a day and changed our lives forever. 
That crisis was a lot harder to deal with than a bushfire on our doorstep. I couldn't think about homeschooling when my heart was breaking. I didn't even try to. For three months, I concentrated on nothing more than my grief. My children played many, many computer games during that time. Well, it was more like one computer game was played many, many times. Our computer resources were rather limited in those days. Even today, if I hear the music belonging to that game, I feel tearful. It brings back some painful memories. When my children had to give up their computer seat to an impatiently waiting sibling, they read and played and amused themselves. For weeks and weeks, my children did whatever they wanted without any direction from me. I didn't read to them or take them to the library. We didn't go on any educational type outings. I didn't share anything with them. Or did I? I actually shared one of life's biggest lessons, the loss of a loved one. They learned all about death and suffering and later joy and healing. They learned what life's all about. They never could have learnt that lesson from a book. It's something just like a bushfire you wouldn't want to ask for as a learning experience. But sometimes we don't have a choice. Things happen. And because they do, we all learn. So it seems to me that there is no reason to worry about homeschooling during a crisis. Just go with the flow and use the crisis as a learning experience. Yes, life is different. We might want to do more with our children than we can. We may yearn for ordinary days, learning together in our usual way. But learning? That will still happen. Hey girls, I say. I've just ordered seasons two and three of Five Mile Creek on DVD. The girls' faces light up. They'll take about two weeks to arrive. See? Our crisis is almost over. The fire is still burning, but I am able to look ahead. I'm thinking about strewing again. I've been online shopping instead of checking on the fire. Well, to be honest, I checked on the fire at the same time. I have hope our house will still be here when the postman arrives with our DVDs. Yes, in two weeks' time, probably even sooner, life should be back to normal. I can't wait. And life was back to normal by the time those DVDs arrived. Sometimes it can seem like a crisis will go on and on and on forever and we can't see to the end of it and we just yearn for ordinary days. But life does return to normal eventually. And while we're waiting, we are learning. Our children are learning. We are having unique learning experiences. As I was reading that story, I was thinking about how our typical days have changed a lot since I wrote that story. I used to spend a lot more time doing things with my girls. Would you like to watch this movie with me? Shall we read this book together? Shall we go here? Shall we go there? I still do a lot of that with Gemma Rose, but Sophie, who is my 16-year-old, isn't at home much anymore. You might know that she has a part-time job three days a week, and at other times she's so busy doing her photography and her videography and all the other things that she is interested in, she hasn't really got much time to join in with whatever Gemma Rose and I are doing. Of course, Charlotte is doing her university degree, 
Imogen has a lot of things that she is doing, including making her music videos for her YouTube channel, Imogen Elvis, also writing books, helping me out around the place, giving music lessons, earning a bit of money here and there. Life has got a lot more complicated since those times. We used to enjoy just getting up in the morning, following our noses, thinking about what can we learn today. And then I'd do some strewing and we would be off, off on another learning adventure. So that's my two stories for this week. I hope you enjoyed hearing them. I will leave links to those stories in the show notes in case you would like to go over to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family, and read them for yourself. You could also go over to my blog, catch up with my Unschooling book series. You can see what progress I'm making on my book, what thoughts I'm having. Maybe stop by, share a few of your own thoughts and ideas as well. I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. And until next time, trust, respect, and love unconditionally.